Welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I am one of your hosts, Carrie Borkowski, and I am on my own this week doing what probably will be a mini-sode, although I'm not sure how, how much content I've got for today. So thanks so much for tuning in. Um, as you may know, we are starting to ro- roll or wrap down or whatever the right term is, um, close out season two. I can't believe, gosh, if you had told me a year and a half ago that I would be on season two of this podcast. I'm not sure I'd believe you. So we are getting ready to wind down with season two. Um, We have a few more episodes left before we close out for the summer. I may do a few little bonus episodes this summer to to preview and talk a little bit about a book I have coming out this summer um, titled To Be Determined. I don't have that yet. And also working on some ideas for season three. So we may do a few maybe teaser episodes this summer. So be on the lookout for that. Today in thinking about this journey, this, um, you know, closing out of season two almost, I wanted to reflect a little bit on um, a message that I heard um, during our Zoom church a couple of weeks ago. Um, Reverend or minister, our minister, Pamela Bars does these great messages and I've really been, um, I don't know, just really interested in this, this notion that I don't know if, if, if anybody else out there believes this, but it feels like the universe has been sort of tapping me on the shoulder and, and talking very loudly to me these days. And what I mean by that, it is, it's these, these sort of interesting and curious circumstances where something you've been working on and whether it's a labor of love, whether it's your official profession or just a hobby, all of a sudden in in different aspects of your life, you're seeing the same patterns and trends. And so for me, you know, teaching, leading the first year doctoral students, doing this podcast, writing this book, reading the books I read, and also I've recently started um, training to be a certified coach. And some of the messages that I'm hearing in all of these spaces are said in different ways and different vocabulary is used, and yet it feels like the same message. And so I wanted to reflect a little bit on one of those messages I've been hearing. And um, our minister, as I said, Pam Bars said this phrase during the service a couple of weeks ago. It's a a Unitarian Universalist church, just to give you some background. And she's so great at weaving in different philosophers, um, teachers, religious figures to tell a story and oftentimes to, you know, give us something to think about and, and sort of lessons to consider. And something she said the other day was, um, Salvatore Ambulando, And this was said by, it was believed to have been said by St. Augustine in the fourth century. And and translated, it means it will be solved by walking. And now, 
at first blush, I was I was trying to think it will be solved by walking. What does that mean, right? The 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 analytical side of me, the problem solver, was like, okay, what's going to be solved, and what are they doing on this walk to solve it? And as she <clears throat> began to unpack this this story and this narrative, Salvatore Ambulando, it will be solved by walking. What she took us on was, you know, a discussion of of journeys. And this is where I was, I told you the universe is, is literally either tapping me on the shoulder very hard with very, with vigor, right? With force, or I was jokingly saying the universe is just screaming at me um, to pay attention to all this message that's coming across multiple places that I find myself. And the message I took away was this notion of focusing on our journey over the outcome. And I know you've heard me say this before, that we need to, to to pay attention to the process, right? That the process matters as much, if not more, than the outcome. And so in her talk, and as I was thinking about this more, you know, she's she's got a point in the sense that when we think about, so we live in Massachusetts, so, you know, every well, every fall and then certainly while our oldest son has been studying um, sort of the state history, it's that time in their curriculum where they're looking at the the state history. Um, they've been talking a lot about pilgrims, right? And it's pilgrims and they're called pilgrims because they made a pilgrimage, right? Well, actually, these pilgrims were separatists and they came to America because they wanted, I mean, in a nutshell, I'm not going to give you a history lesson here, but in a nutshell, in a nutshell, they were looking for different religious practices, right? And yet we call them pilgrims. We're focused on that outcome that they're coming um, as pilgrims. We could also refer to the Hajj, which our um, Muslim friends and community um, celebrate or honor, I guess is a better word, in July. I think it's um, the middle of July, middle to end of July, where they make a pilgrimage to Mecca. And Buddhists also make pilgrimage, and I, I did a little bit of homework. There's actually several different places Buddhists make pilgrimages, and some Buddhists do this pilgrimage as a discipline that fosters spiritual development, um, while others do it um, to fulfill a vow that they made, um, and sometimes others do it just for the occasion of travel and enjoyment. And so we have these sort of notions and even in those notions of a journey, arguably, especially for an outsider, the focus is on the outcome, you know, winding up at, in the United, winding up in America, what is now, of course, the United States, journeying to Mecca, which is the destination. For Buddhists, it could be the, Bod, the Bodhi Gaya, I'm not saying that correctly, I don't think, B-O-D-H-G-A-Y-A, um, and then the three other destinations. And so I just wanted us to think a little bit about this sort of honoring the journey over the outcome and remember that it will be solved by walking. And what what does that mean? What might have St. Augustine meant by that? And more importantly for me, what does it mean for us and how we sort of walk through through this this world? And so we do often focus on the end rather than the journey. <clears throat> so after the service, I was reflecting on the message that was provided or shared during our service, and I was thinking, it's so interesting because I have always felt, I mean, don't get me wrong, love, I definitely have focused on outcomes. I'm a type A person, so 
getting that good grade, reaching that goal, reaching our destination, going on trips, you know, you name it, whether it was going out west to ski or mountain bike or hike or going to Florida with our family or with our kids, um, all those sorts of cool things we did. They were fantastic. But as I thought a little bit more, I also realized that I love, love and miss, because of the pandemic, a good road trip. (laughs) In fact, some of my best memories, I've tried to jot down a few, some of my best memories um, are of those road trips. Not the actual place, right? Not the, in fact, I had to think like, where were we going? Um, Not the outcome, the destination, but the journey. Um, I remember doing, it's called a Ragnar Relay Race. And so it's a group of about six or 12 people, depending on what size your team. And over a weekend, so basically Friday night to Sunday afternoon, you and your team run about 200 miles. So you're you're, if you're a twelve, a team of 12, which is what we were, you're in a van, six and six, and literally all day and all night, you're either running or crewing for somebody who's running. Now, each team, like luckily I had a six and a six. We, the six who took sort of the day shift, the other six who were in the other van would take the night shift for, as an example, and then we could catch a, a few hours of sleep. But for the most part, we were living out of a van for you know, Friday to Sunday. And in this instance, which is so crazy to me to think back, I only knew one person pretty well and was familiar with another person. So there were nine other people whom I never had had met. And by the end of that weekend, we were as tight as you could be. Um, It's just the entire journey of going through that experience, laughing, um, at times crying, Um, and just enjoying ourselves. So that was definitely one that I remember. I also think, you know, I I went to college out of state. So I lived in Maryland and went to college in North Carolina. So I had many a road trip, um, whether I had a a friend with me or a dog with me, it it didn't really matter that the road trips were still, you know, the the best part, oftentimes, one of the most um, fun parts of the journey. And I will say for folks who know me well, Um, no road trip could be complete without, now I'm going to date myself here, without a mixtape. You know, as I got older, it became mixed CDs, right? Where you you remember where you used to burn CDs. And now, of course, with my family, with my kids, it's a matter of creating a new Spotify um, uh, playlist of sorts. So, Always had to have the the music in hand and every once in a while we'd have a game that we would take with us. Really just getting to know each other and, and I, I always said to myself it was it was sort of a really good way to figure out um, how friendly you could be with someone, right? Like if you if you had a new love interest, for example, and you decided to take even a day trip, like a couple hour drive somewhere, um, you could learn a lot really quickly <laughs> about how you were going to get along. Um, and that could be stuff as simple as, you know, does the other person mind bag lunching it for the day? Or do they really want to, you know, sit at a, fa- uh, sit at a restaurant during the day? Or how do they feel about, you know, hiking through the woods and getting all messy and then hopping back in the car for that two or three hour drive back? So, and the conversations, of course, that you have go in so many different directions. And so again, just 
really have a great, uh, great opportunity to get to know each other. And I can say, you know, Brianne and I, before the, right before the pandemic, actually, we took um, a road trip of sorts. We um, presented at a conference in Texas together. And so she's in Maryland and I'm in Massachusetts. So I flew to Maryland. I took a connect flight from Maryland and met her. And so she and I got to fly from Baltimore to Texas together. And it was so great. We were both so looking forward to the plane ride because we had a chance just to to chat and catch up and be focused on our relationship and, and our lives and what's going on to catch catch each other up. So the conference was great. We, our presentation was awesome. But some of the highlights of that that trip were really being um, being in that that plane together. So again, really focusing on the journey. I think the thing that I wanted to bring up in addition to reminding us to focus on the journey, especially during this pandemic, because let's face it, this journey has not been an easy one. And I think me included in this this statement, we've we've been focused on getting to that outcome, which is whatever this new normal is after the pandemic. And so while I very much am looking for forward to the day, you know, where I feel well, one, that I'm vaccinated, I, I'll enjoy that day. But two, just getting to that point where we feel safe again, that we can travel with, you know, less difficulty and see our loved ones and see our family. I think while we await that outcome, I think the point I'm trying to make here and what I think St. Augustine was making in his It Will Be Solved by Walking is we can't just sort of watch these pandemic days go by as hard as they are. And I know people out there have had way harder days than I have. We can't just wish these days away and to move towards the outcome. We have to find ways in our day to day, whether it's minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, find ways to appreciate something in that moment to, to stop, to pause, to, to notice and name those moments as difficult as they might be. The book that I'm, I'm writing, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this um, as one of the wrap-up episodes, is all about transitions. And one of the, the theses of the book is that everybody goes through transitions, and transitions look, you know, look differently, they feel differently, they last for different, you know, durations, and sometimes they're expected, like milestones of, you know, graduating from high school, starting kindergarten, becoming a parent, um, starting a job, starting another job, or they can be unexpected, right? Just you make some decisions along the way that that maybe you're gonna, you decided to start playing guitar during the pandemic, or you decided to take up a new hobby or do something different, regardless of planned or unplanned and duration. We all have those moments, those in-between moments where if we just stop for a moment, instead of trying to move around that discomfort and that uncertainty or, or rush through it to, to push through as fast as we can, like, you know, I can imagine closing your eyes and holding your breath and oh, just making it go away until you get to that outcome. If we could just sit in that in-between, there's a researcher um, that talk calls it betwixt and between, right? Um, there's another gentleman um, that calls it the neutral zone. So regardless of what you call that thing, 
um, you know, I think Brienne mentioned Viktor Frankl in her in her short talking about the moment between stimulus and response, right? If we could if we could gather that moment, you know, right after the stimulus occurs, whether it's a transition, that in between moment, if we could grab that and appreciate it and do something with it rather than waiting for the response. That's a moment for us to leverage and grow and learn from. The other thing I wanted to remind us, so the first the first lesson is to try to remember the journey and to focus on the journey. The second is to sort of pick your head up, maybe straighten your back out and pay attention to those in-between moments. The third takeaway that I, that I hope you'll you'll keep with you this week and, and after you listen to this podcast is that we don't do these journeys alone. The road trips that I mentioned, the Ragnar Relay, the going to, to college, you know, back and forth, you know, um, going with a, a new friend or going with Brianne to a conference and even those moments when you're journeying by yourself. Are you listening to music? Are you listening to a podcast, an audiobook, thinking of of, you know, singing a song in your head? Even if you're traveling solo, you've brought someone, some memory with you. And so the third thing I want us to remember as we focus on these journeys is that we're never alone. We're doing this together. Remember we've talked about a lot on this podcast that we're wired for connection. And that no significant learning happens without significant relationships. You, ha- you need other people, one other person on which, you know, to travel, to, to travel on these roads. Um, it will be solved by walking, as St. Augustine says, but I would add there that it'll be solved by walking together. Now, I should say, I should clarify, walking together does not mean that you believe together. You may just be walking together to learn from each other, to learn with each other. It is not asking for consensus. It's not even asking that we stay on the same route or take the same steps. What it does suggest is that we share our stories, that we share our journeys, that we have a chance to get to know each other, that we check in with one another. And you know what? When we share those stories, I'll bet you, as I've been telling you at the beginning of this podcast, that the universe has been screaming at me because of the themes that cross back and forth in my roles. I'll bet you dollars to donuts that if you share, if you have the courage to reach out to someone and share part of your story, to share part of your walk and your journey, I bet you you'll find some similarities. I'll bet you there'll be a theme that emerges from both of your stories. And on these journeys, we should pay attention because we will meet new people. We will have opportunities to take new paths. And we have to remember that just like a good long run or a bike ride or whatever you like to do with your free time, every checkpoint, every water stop, every rest area, every layover, whatever your metaphor matters. It's not just about the finish line. It's not just about the just destination. So if you're in the middle of a academic program, if you're in the middle of a tough project at work, if you're in the middle of training for something or planning for a trip somewhere 
or counting down the days to meet up with someone like many of us are in the pandemic. It is great and of course important to have goals and of course to set, you know, set uh, marks for outcomes. It's to me, it's a yes and proposition. And that means that we, while focused on those goals, we should also honor and focus on those checkpoints, those rest areas, those small moments in between on those journeys, right? And the last thing I will say as I wrap up is whatever your path, whatever your steps, whatever your speed, your mode of transportation, whether you're doing it alone, in a group, in a pair, in a triad, we're all on our own journeys within a larger journey. And so however you need to be on this journey is how you should be. So when you think about the next few days, the summer, this fall, and we're all crossing our fingers for a new normal and connection with our family that perhaps we haven't seen, make it a yes and proposition. Make it a yes, I'm going to focus and get excited about the potential for those outcomes. And while I'm, you know, while I'm focusing on that outcome, I'm also going to pay attention to my journey. I'm going to start paying closer attention and noticing how I feel emotionally, how I feel in my body. I'm going to pay attention and maybe even write down what's on my mind. Am I staying in the present, really staying in the present? Am I grateful for this moment? Is there something about this minute that I can see either in my mind or, or actually see out my window in my office, in my room, in my home? Is there something I can be grateful for? Am I staying in this moment? Try to avoid those wishes, I wish, I should, I could, and remind yourself that you are enough in this moment. Notice, name, and mark the moment you are in, and remind yourself that no matter what you did today, no matter what you plan to accomplish tomorrow, you are already enough. All right, everybody. I am being present in this moment and being grateful for folks who are listening to this podcast. And I hope as we continue this journey, you will notice and name and mark your journeys with a bit of gratitude, some laughter. And I know it sounds old school, but nothing beats a good mixtape to make a journey even better. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Tell Me This. I am your host, Carrie Borkowski, and take care. So sincere under the glaciers of your last year. Sweet.